So a reminder to every everyone who's listening that you are already enough. Welcome to Baddies with Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. All right, so baddie, tell us about yourself. I am Melissa. I am a wife, a therapist, a mom of two enthusiastic kids, ages four and soon to be eight years old. And I enjoy doing all sorts of things. I like to go sailing. I like to get massages. I like to have me time. I guess that is the the most important thing to know about me is that I enjoy that solo time that helps to rejuvenate me. Yeah. Um, I really like that you added in the solo time um, because I think we don't, especially as entrepreneurs, pay enough time to having solo time. And that just like means focusing on you and um, nothing else, you know? That's right. Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about how you have gotten to this place of finding time to have solo time? The realization and understanding that everyone has the same 24 hours in the day. And it is how you set your intention to use those 24 hours and what boundaries you put around you to protect those 24 hours. So I find them because they're there and they're always there. And I make sure that I do what I can to schedule and me time. Because once it's on my calendar, it's official. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, So would love to know more about your ventures. Definitely. I'm the founder of My Retreat, which is a women's retreat where mindfulness and gratitude meet. I'm on a mission to reach a million women because I believe self-care is a necessity. And with chocolate mindfulness, it's luxurious. So I help professional women to slow down, to schedule self-care, and to achieve wellness. And I do this through the My Retreat model, which involves connecting your body, mind, and breath through eating chocolate mindfully and through a gratitude journal detox. I love that. And I love how you describe it because I'm just like, ooh, that's really good. I'm not a fan of chocolate, but maybe if I ate it mindfully, it would just hit different, you know? And and that's all right. So we've had women come to the retreats with a banana, mm. with a bag of chips. It is whatever it is that they want to nourish their bodies with, to gift themselves with, to enjoy as though it was to be eaten for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about what happens at the retreat? Of course, not like all the things that people will find out when they get to the retreat, but just a a couple of key points and highlights on the retreat. Setting our intention is how we begin every retreat because we all know that time can fly by, but the retreats are bite-sized intentionally so that women 
recognize that they can set aside this time for themselves. So we set our intention for how we're going to be during during the retreat together. Uh, what we want to experience or take away from that time together. And then we move into a body scan where I guide us from the top of our head to the tips of our toes, noticing any areas of stress or tension and, and ease. And then I facilitate a guided imagery practice based on the theme of the retreat, followed by chocolate mindfulness and the gratitude journaling. I love that. And what was the catalyst for you starting um, my retreat and specifically thinking about incorporating chocolate into the mindfulness work that you're doing? Yeah. So the first ever retreat was in 2017 on my 30th birthday, where I gathered with 10 of my closest friends, rented out a yoga studio and said, listen, we are all professionals. Most of us are moms. And I'm hearing all of us say that we are not putting ourselves first and that we are running out of energy or see that uh, in the horizon, right, coming. <laughs> and so, so we got together and I collected the wisdom from the, the groups that I'd facilitated over the years as a therapist. And same model, uh, some refining has happened, of course, based on feedback over the years. But the actual first mindful eating uh, food uh, that we used wasn't food at all. It was actually Origins gumballs. So uh, at the Origins stores, they have these white gumballs, which are the only gumballs that my mom ever let me have because in our household, we couldn't have dye. Mm -hmm. So if I saw that gumball machine, I was like, yes, I can spend my quarter and I can <laughs> chew my gum. And it has like essential oils in it. It has just this pop of flavor of this, this minty experience. And so that's what I actually had at the first ever retreat. And from there, as I practiced mindfully eating, I found my way uh, kind of like the, what is that Eric Carl book with the little caterpillar where he's eating through all the different yes. things, the strawberries <laughs> and the, the oranges. Right. And I ended up at the chocolate and I was like, oh yes, this is, this is it. And there's so many chocolates to choose from. And there are so many women that turn to chocolate when they're feeling stressed mm -hmm. and afterwards feel like, oh no. Either I ate way more than I expected, or I don't even remember eating them. They're just gone. So bringing it back to the basics of something that we're already, most of us are already familiar with, a piece of chocolate, and then breaking it down so that the experience can be new and all about the senses is why I chose chocolate. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And what... Learnings. I know you, you mentioned that you've had some refinements and some iteration over the couple of years. So 
what learnings have you had throughout your journey? And specifically as it relates to being um, a Black woman, just like navigating this space of having retreats and also kind of working through um, some of those things, like especially with your focus of being women. At the first ever retreat, that one where nobody paid because it was my birthday, right? Yeah. Uh, at that first one, there was one woman who stood out from the rest. All the other eight said, you know, this felt like so much longer than 90 minutes. When is the next one going to happen? And you have to charge. And then there was one woman who said, you know, I don't get it. Why would I need to come for an experience like this if I can do it at home, right? And at first, you know, it's somebody telling me, I didn't need to be here. I could have been doing this by myself, right? And then as I really digested it, I was thinking, well, yeah, and we can do yoga at home by ourselves. We can give ourselves a pedicure at home. But sometimes it's really nice to not only be in community with other women and just vibe off of, off of that energy, but also to feel like somebody else is is taking care of the the planning, holding you accountable to being in that space and and just gifting you that time to to not be by yourself, but to to be with others, even if it's virtually. Um, so so the feedback, I love the feedback and I'm so grateful for that first uh, I'll call her a naysayer, right? She's yeah. like, no, I don't need this. <laughs> I would love, I would love to reach back out to her now and be like, hey, so how many times did you journal? You know, like, tell me about your experience of doing this by yourself, because if that's all she needed, that's fabulous. And, and that's what I want for all of my clients, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to get to that point where autonomously you're doing it on your own because it's a habit or it's a ritual. It's something that just is a part of your lifestyle. And that's phenomenal. And if she did that after one time, I'd say my my retreat was a success. Right. Mm -hmm. And if she journaled after that one time and then also told someone else about it and then they started yeah. doing it. So it's kind of like this ripple of, um, I have this friend who she started this collective and she said, when Black women thrive or when women thrive, the world thrives because we'll like pass along that. And so it makes me think of this, uh, this woman you speak of. So hopefully the, her, her community's thriving from that one chance that she had to engage in the retreat. That's the idea. Yeah. What challenges have you turned into opportunities um, over the last couple of years? So there are two that stand out. The first is when I was invited to be on my first panel to talk about what it's like to work full-time as a social worker while running a business full-time. And I approached it the way that I approach everything in business, which is looking at it from the, the future. And what I mean by that is I imagined, I took myself on this own guided imagery of me sitting in front of this panel of a hundred plus women who are going to be in the audience as entrepreneurs and imagine what is it that I want to be true in that moment that I can share with them. And the main thing that bubbled up was I want to be able to say that I have my own 
brick and mortar space. I want to be able to say that you can come to New York, uh, upstate New York, and, and see me, right? And join me in this space. And so with that, I went out, I I raised funds on Kiva for a zero interest loan. My, my goal with, with friends and family and beyond with international funders that mm-hmm. uh, I had never met before. And, and I had that safety net, this, this feeling that, okay, I'm going to sign this lease. And if for whatever reason, the revenue doesn't come through or my disposable income doesn't cover it while I'm bootstrapping, then I can reach back and use this, these funds so that I'm caring for my own financial wellness. And, and so that was the first. And the, the other was, was definitely in March of 2020. So I had all of my retreats lined up for, for the year and I had a choice to make. Would I invite people to come into the space and mask up, right? Mm-hmm. Or would we move to a virtual platform? And I had experience facilitating groups virtually. And, and my challenge and concern was I wouldn't be handing them the chocolates. I wouldn't be handing them the journals, these tangible items that I thought were the, the cornerstone to the My Retreat experience, the essential oils that we always have at the, at the space, nobody would be experiencing that. And so would what's left be enough? And the answer since March and every retreat that we've had each month since then, with the feedback that I receive in the retreat, post-retreat with our surveys is absolutely that it is a time where women are feeling peace during the pandemic. And so that was a point for me to recognize that it's that scheduling that's important, setting aside the time. It's setting your intention to know what you want to experience or how you want to be during that time that is is the most important as much as I enjoyed mixing the the blueberry virgin mojitos at the beginning of every retreat I haven't heard a single woman who's come back again and again throughout this time or who you know is coming for the first time but may have had another retreat experience in another place no one has said that, ah, oh, but what about this? Or I miss this, or this part isn't included. They're like, yes, and I'm going to share this with my tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's powerful because I think in you making the decision, it's not only, well, yeah, it's not only a decision around like, do you have the capacity and do you want to like possibly put people at risk? But it's also like, what does a pivot look like and how can I make sure that this pivot is just as intentional in person, well, virtual as it is in person. And, you know, your points were validated (laughs) by, um, by the feedback. And I think it's important. And I just want to put this out there for the listeners around how you emphasize feedback. 
Because sometimes we take feedback and we're like, oh, that means I'm not doing something right or I need to like stop what I'm doing. No, that means you're doing something right and this is a way to improve it. And the fact that someone said something is really great because they could have not said anything and just went and talked about you. Instead, they said, hey, sis, this, this, and this, and this is a way to improve. So thank you for sharing that, constantly sharing that piece around the importance of feedback. I am so grateful. And if somebody says it was perfect, I'll ask, you know, I'll share. I I personally don't believe in perfection. And I think if any of us think that it's real, that we're lying to ourselves. (laughs) So what can bring it up? That one extra notch to really make it have this wow factor for you where you're like, okay, I get it. I need it. And I want some more of it. Right. (laughs) Yes. When you think about, so you shared the story how 2017, um, you brought some friends together and this was the first experience. If you think about your younger baddie self, say like the beginning of the year prior to bringing friends together, what are some words of advice that you would give that Melissa um, and reflecting on like where you've come the last couple of years? Mm, I would do a lot of the things the same way because of the learning curve. I would remind myself that uh, every person that I connect with along this journey is someone that is a, a possible customer, a possible resource, and a person who could possibly benefit from my services. And I would also have set my phone back then to do what it does now. So every day at 5.30, my calendar pops up and reminds me, you are already enough. Mm. And I started that a little over a year ago. And frankly, it's kind of like that movie 50 First Dates because I don't remember that it's coming. Every day it's like, yes, I needed this. And it was at the right time. And I, I said it for that time because I leave work at five, I drive home. And at that point, it's like, there were things that I could have done or still need to do. And I need that reminder. Like, even if my family is going to get uh, mac and cheese again for dinner, (laughs) being me is enough and being my kids being around me is what they they need and want versus like a a three course meal right right uh, so so having those reminders some might call them a mantra uh, and some don't use them digitally right some people are putting post-it notes up on their mirror whatever it is but just giving yourself the reminder that you need uh, is has been really helpful for me and I would have loved to have done it sooner uh, because we all sometimes question, you know, mm-hmm. is this enough or the the what ifs? And if we can remind ourselves and ground ourselves in the way it is right now, it's already all right. Then we can move from there. Yes. I need to set a reminder in my calendar just to like surprise each moment so I can have those. Um, where do you aspire to be? in the next two to three years? And how might the community of baddies help you get there from the time they hit play on this episode? All right. In two to three years, 
I anticipate that I will reach those 1 million women with, with self-care retreats. So whether that be with our virtual retreats, with our corporate retreats, uh, or with our chocolate mindfulness app that's going to drop in 2021, I want to say that gifting yourself that time, that me time that you so deserve is totally worth it. Yes. And how can we help you? You can head on over to my website, which is www.rockmyretreat.com. So R-O-C-M-Y-R-E-T-R-E-A-T.com. And, and also on Instagram, you can, can find, find us at that same handle at Rock My Retreat so that we can continue to build and grow this intentional community of women and professionals who desire to be their authentic self. Great. And I'm going to include all of that information in the description of this episode. And so in closing, Melissa, if you could share a closing baddie tweet. So this could be a quote, some words of wisdom, or anything that's on your heart that you want to share with the folks. I will lift up what I use for myself because anything that I share in my business is something that is tried and true and that I'm not just saying for the sake of saying, right? Or or testing it out. It's because I know that it's worked for me and for my community. So a reminder to everyone who's listening that you are already enough. Baddies, friends, thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things Baddies with Business. If you're a baddie with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you. You can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support Baddies with Business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the Baddies with Business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord, Audrey Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad. Be bold. Be a baddie.